Hello and welcome to the Law School Crucible. I'm Matt Marino, here with Kimber Marie Faircloth. Hi everyone. And Michelle Aguilar. Hi everyone. Alright, let's get started. So guys, what are we talking about today? What it means to be first gen in law school. Michelle, what does that mean to you? Putting I you think on the spot. <laughs> I would say it comes with the challenge of the unknown. And so being comfortable in not knowing where you're going or what you're doing or even what classes to take is pretty hard. But I think that the way that you can go about improving that for yourself is asking a ton of questions of people, whether it's like your classmates or two L's or three L's and your professors or mentors, people that you do know that have gone through this experience. I think that that experience isn't that unique to first-gen students because if people do have parents or family members that are attorneys, they might've gone through law school at a different time. And while everything that we do in the classroom might be the same over time, I guess like the transition into our careers and what types of things you can do with a law degree change over time too. Yeah. And I I think something that I didn't really expect is like people that are in a very similar boat to you, they're very willing to help. And like, I think a lot of people nowadays are very afraid to ask for help. And so it was kind of, it was honestly really reassuring to see that so many people really wanted to help you and to kind of relate to you because there's a lot more people in your boat than you actually think. And like, you know, that's kind of the benefit of this club we're all in. Cause so I don't know if you, if the audience has seen, but so like we're sponsored by Alps, which is just a fancy way of saying just the first generation club here at Elon. Um, and so something that I really enjoyed about it is everyone is just in this, in, everyone in this club is kind of in the same boat and like they're able to relate to you on so many different topics and like help. And like, it, it's really nice to kind of just have people kind of going through the struggle with you and like feeling the same kind of things you're feeling because, you know, they can also validate how you feel, but they can also help you and talk about their experience and what they did to help. So I think that's really, really nice. It's something that I honestly didn't even think I would take advantage of before coming into law school. Yeah. I think for me, when I hear like first generation and just going off of like literally the definition, right, is like first generation law student, no one else in your immediate family has been to law school. And so I feel like everyone that shows up the first day for law school is a newbie. Like we're all in the same boat in that way. But when you're a first generation law student, you kind of have that added obstacle of You don't really have a network that's like pre-built in with like from family members or people, you know, that you grew up with. So you really, and that's a big part of being a professional in general is like, who do you know? Who are you working with? So there's just that added obstacle of creating that from the ground up on your own. And that can, that kind of goes back to what you were saying, Matt, like knowing when to ask for help, knowing when to reach out to people, like putting yourself out there. You're basically like pitching yourself to everyone, you know, it can be very, it's intimidating for anyone, but it can also be intimidating for someone who's kind of like breaking into the industry and is like a a law student on top of that. You know, it's just like added layers of obstacles for a first generation law student. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I think 
And also something a lot of people don't think about as well is like, you know, in addition to being a first generation law student, which I think a lot more people are, you know, I was also a first generation college student. You know, my parents didn't go to college whatsoever either. And so I was, you know, fortunate enough at the University of South Carolina to be a part of the Opportunity Scholars Program, um, which gave me an awesome scholarship to attend. But the main benefit from it was I was just surrounded by all the same types of people that, you know, were first generation people too. So in addition to what I'm getting in law school, I also got this in undergrad, which Mm -hmm. was huge, hugely, hugely good word, Matt. It, It was, it was very helpful. Um, because I think especially in undergrad, it was a huge transition for me, just like living on my own and doing those types of things. And so it's just like, again, having that outlet is so huge. And so I think a big takeaway from this conversation we're having already is just ask help when you need it. It is no shame in whatsoever. And I think I was honestly very scared to ask for help, but, you know, being in this club, being in that club in undergrad, that really kind of forced me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And what, um, so I'm here, like, that seems to be like a consensus that we all have, like putting yourself out there, you know, you know, just kind of dealing with the discomfort that comes with being a rookie in a new industry. But what is another piece of like tangible advice that you would give to another first generation law student that's starting out that you can think of? And we can like each go around and say what we would share. One of these days, I won't have to go first. Today, yeah. So, so disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. Actually, we're on Zoom, and like this is our first time doing it. So, like, there are plenty of technical difficulties. <laughs> so, um, we're knocking down the fourth wall for our audience. <laughs> yeah, we're really we're really going above and beyond for you guys. Really trying all these, out these different things. So, yeah, Michelle was just muted, and we were trying to like mouth at her, but like, all right, here we are. If you don't want to go first, Michelle, I I will go first. I can. I was going to say, I think that it's really easy to look at yourself. And I think this is like a reoccurring theme for us in our conversations, but I think it's easy to look at yourself and seem to believe that you are at a disadvantage because of your first generation status, because you're immediate family, like no one's gone to law school, maybe nobody's gone to college. And so like we do in a sense have a distinct disadvantage, but I think at the same time, like reframing that mindset into this unique perspective will be incredibly useful in law school, in a workplace. My perspective will add value to the groups and the people that I associate myself with. So I think it adds like a level of resiliency because we've always kind of felt not a chip on our shoulders, but we've definitely felt like we have to work really hard. My dog is playing by himself on the couch. Um, But you, you have this real need to work incredibly hard because you want to prove yourself. And a lot of that has to do with imposter syndrome, but it also has to do with knowing that no one in your family has ever gone through this journey. So I think reframing the mindset into understanding that people will really value your perspective is important. I love that. And that's definitely been personally speaking, like an obstacle is going through the, the, the rigors and stress of law school and then coming home and feeling like I have no one to talk to about it. And like, obviously I have other students that I can lean on, but if you're, if you're a one L and you're still making friends, you know, there's definitely like a period of time where I feel like a lot of law students will, will feel lonely because, 
you're still learning who you can lean on at school. And then when you come home and be it like your family or your friends that are from outside of law school, it can be hard to like open up to them because they don't know what's going on either, you know? So it's just, there is that weird period of time where you are really working on resiliency. Like, how are you going to push through, you know, that kind of low point? Yeah. So, but like, I like how you're reframing it to look at that as a positive, like this is only going to make you stronger and everyone wants a resilient, a resilient lawyer. People are coming to you when they're at like low points in their life. Mm -hmm. They're going to want someone who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I know how to get you out of this, you know, that kind of mindset. Yeah. You didn't explicitly say this, Michelle, but you kind of allude to it, kind of like a growth mindset kind of thing where you're taking, you know, experiences that make you very diverse that, you know, honestly might have been very hard to grow up with, but you're making them better. You're trying to really do what's best for yourself and you're using all these experiences to make yourself a better person and like learning how to actually deal with these things moving forward. And that's just such a healthy way of looking at it. So yeah, I'm very happy you said that. I totally agree. I think the biggest piece of advice for me in terms of first gen is just trying to figure out like who you are, like what you want to do, like, that kind of thing. Because it's, it's so easy kind of like Kimberly, how you said, like to get ice isolated with all the work we have, but you also got to remember that everyone's doing the same things. They're all feeling the same way, but just no one talks about it. It's kind of like that unspoken kind of thing. So I think it's really important to kind of find what you enjoy. And we talked about this in the last episode, but really just, stick with that. Cause that's so important. Mm-hmm. So important. And I think, and it honestly, like this is, this is advice that no one really wants to hear. I feel like, but sometimes you're in a season of life where you just kind of have to stick it out. You, you have to roll with the punches. Yeah. You just have to like, uh, you just have to trudge through it and like find a group of people who are either in it there with you and they, you can just like trudge it out together or people who are like up and watching you go through it and can cheer you on. Like they can't necessarily like bring you out of it, but they're at least there for moral support. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that season of isolation that I think law school kind of brings in and it's not fun. But that was, um, that does go into it. Like my piece of advice was persistence. Like I used to, Mm. I would have people say to me like, oh, like you're very persistent. And they, I don't, they never really meant it in like a good way. Um, but looking back on it, I, that's, that is something I would not change because like being persistent has, you know, led me to pursuing law school. Um, and I feel like that is something that will help me in the future with clients. So just like what you said, Matt, like rolling with the punches, like just keep getting up, get rejected. Well, get up, try again, call someone else, you know, didn't hear back try again, you know, didn't get the grade you want. Well, tomorrow's a new day. Start over, keep going. Like, it's just, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. I think the Chinese proverb is, and that is very true in law school. Good reference. Thanks. I just thought of that on the tip of my tongue. I also think, you know, going off this topic we're having, it's, it's just so crucial to take all these experiences that you have good or bad and just find ways to kind of better yourself and kind of like, just you have an awful day, but like, you're going to have a better day tomorrow. You know, that kind of mindset is just not even just in the law school setting. Obviously it's very beneficial in law school setting, but just in life, because there's going to be so much stuff that happens to you that maybe it's honestly out of your control. But if you can kind of just say like, okay, see if how it is, let yourself experience it and then learn from it and make it better. Like, 
that is one of the biggest pieces of life advice I can give to anyone. That's something my mom told me, like one of the first lessons she told me was that. And I think it's just, it's so, so important. And I think for me, it really came to fruition in law school because I had so many difficult days, but you know, I'm still here. We're all still here. Hmm. And it's, it's really cool to say that out loud. Yeah. That sounds a lot like what Michelle was saying with resiliency and having that, like you're teaching yourself a growth mindset, which can be difficult. Just like when you're teaching yourself anything else, you know? Right. And I like how you brought up the lessons your mom has taught you, Matt. Like, I think it's so easy to look at our families, especially as first generation students and think to ourselves like, well, they don't know, or they don't understand what I'm going through. But in reality, what can help you from your family's perspective is like the belief that they have in you Mm. and the amount of like support that they have provided and thinking about that and helping it be your motivator is something that's really helped me too. I think that sometimes I'll just randomly think about my grandmother and be like, well, she's so proud of me. She thinks all of these things about me and I should think I should think that way about myself as well. Um, and so it's just, it's really cheesy, but no, I love that the way that your grandmother thinks about you because you really are amazing for making it thus far and you should also believe it. Yeah. That's really good. Like, and that's good, tangible advice too. Cause like, so, and I resonate with that because I find myself getting so frustrated, like venting to family members. Cause I feel like, I'll say they it. Understand. Yeah. The, and they'll, they'll be like, oh, you'll be fine. And I'm like, well, yeah, oh, no, I won't be fine. Thank well, you. Well, there's <laughs> no other option. I have to be fine. Like I've come this far. I'm not going to give up now. Right. So, but the reason they respond that way is because they know that I'm going to work it out. And it literally could, is just as simple as saying, you know what, I'm going to be fine. Like I'm going to get through this. I just need to have the same confidence in myself that my family has in me wow, this feels like a really good therapy session and it's free, you know, like Michelle, I should just come to you instead of, <laughs> instead of going to therapy. <laughs> yeah, I think you bring up a good point, Michelle, because you're, you're talking about, you know, your family and their experiences and like, yeah, they, they definitely don't know what it's like to go through law school, but they also been through hard times and they can relate mm-hmm. to you in that yeah. aspect. And, and that's what's important because in addition to what I was saying earlier, their different experiences can help you think about your experiences in a different light because there's, everyone's going through different types of things and it's all about just how you choose to look at it and your perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like our big theme is resiliency. I feel like there's a few books and movies that talk about, is this going to affect you in six months? Is this going to be something that you're crying about in a week? Mm-hmm. And so right. I find myself thinking like, Oh, I might've failed on this one task? And am I going to be giving it this much thought in six months? And the answer to all of my really, what seemed at the moment, like cataclysmic events in my 1L year now are not objects of my mind. So it it seemed so (laughs) awful in the moment, but looking back at it, like, yeah, you know, it's just another thing. Yeah. I, and that made me think of, so before law school, probably towards the end of my undergraduate experience, like life just took a downturn. We don't need to get into details, but it was quite literally like the darkest period of my life. And so there have been a lot of 
so far. I mean, it could happen again. I don't know. But um, there have been a lot of moments in school where I'm like, is this as bad as that time period was? Yes. And it's just yes. like, heck no, it wasn't. And I got through that. All about perspective. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to cry over whatever it is that's bringing mm-hmm. me stress because it was not nearly as bad as that time. So I'm, I feel like our buzzwords for this episode are like resilience, perspective, and persistence. (laughs) Kim or Maria, I appreciate you for sharing that because right before law school, I also had one of the hardest and darkest times of my life. And sometimes when I'm in school now, I think about how hard I wanted to be right here Mm -hmm. and like how hard I wanted to be in law school and getting my degree in law. So I feel like you've come from certain places and certain perspectives. And although the times can be dark in law school and they can be incredibly humbling, (laughs) be honest, it can feel like a slap in the face every single day. Yes. I still am not experiencing anything right now. That's as hard as the time right before law school. Amen. I'm really grateful to be here at the end of the day. I have so much gratitude for the fact that I am holding space in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're so lucky. I mean, you know, a lot of this podcast so far, we've honestly been just kind of venting about real life problems, but there's so many people that, you know, want to be attorneys or they're limited for whatever reason. So like, you know, the spots we're in, we're very grateful. And I think that's what's beautiful about this, you know, occupation is I think most people in law school all have the same kind of mindset where they really do want to help people and they're not really in it for themselves because you can go to so many different types of occupations that's the case but like you know as a future attorney like you're really going to be solving problems and helping people and, and like you kind of said at the beginning the position we're in we're, we're just we're so lucky to be in this position because we really i think most people in our occupation really do really do want to help and mm-hmm. that's so important as an attorney because you're going to be just solving so many different problems here and there mm-hmm. And I feel like it is just to see the other side of the coin, you are going to meet other lawyers who are not as helpful. You know, you may get people who don't respond and that is just going to be just like in any other industry. Like that's not just with the legal field, you know, like you're always going to meet someone who's not so nice, you know, and that's where like persistence and resilience like come into play. Um, But thankfully I would agree with you, Matt, that, more people want to help than you might realize. You just have to put yourself out there. You have to ask for it. People may not even realize you need help until you let them know. Like people can't read your mind. And that is sometimes the hardest lesson to learn. Yeah. I think even not in the law school setting, I think in a real life setting, like there's just going to be people that you just don't get along with, but like you guys just focus on the ones that, you know, are nice and kind because it's, it's so, nowadays you know it's i think it's so so important to be understanding and to listen and to be kind to every single person because like so much is changing in our world and like everyone's kind of just like holding on for dear life and so it's really really important to kind of think about things through a new perspective so what would be oh go ahead michelle i saw you i was i was just gonna say one last thing yeah it's there are going to be encounters where we find ourselves with people that are not so kind, that don't have our best interests at hand. And it might not even be something personal. They might have had a bad day. They might not like the way you look. They might not like the way you talk. They might doubt you in any sense. But I think like 
knowing and being strong in who you are will prevent you from taking those interactions really personal. I feel like even in a competitive environment like law school, there are times where it's easy to take certain comments personally. And the less you allow that to affect you, the better prepared you'll be for the real world where you're still going to interact with those people. Like I know that we talk a lot about really positive things and we always joke around about how corny we get, but ultimately there will be people that don't like you. And I've found as like a people pleaser that I can't do anything to control what they think about me. Yes. I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. But what I can't control is my own thoughts about myself. Right. And there will always be someone like you can't be liked by everyone. So, I mean, if every day you're getting up, you're learning from your mistakes, you're attempting to, you know, be kind, be respectful. I mean, that's the best you can do. And when you do find out that maybe you did make a mistake or you hurt someone's feelings or whatever, like apologize, learn from it and move on. Um, That's really all we can do. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the the benefits that we're taught in law school is how to think through things through both sides. And I think that's very applicable to, you know, real life relationships and just in general with people, because it's so important to put yourself in other people's shoes before you kind of react, before you kind of say things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, I agree. I think, you know, the arguing we're taught as well is probably not beneficial for relationships, but I think, in terms of like seeing things through a different lens, you know, we keep going back to this, this theme of perspective and like seeing things, uh, you know, through different eyes. And I think that's just so important because it's all about listening. And I think if, if people kind of more focused on listen, listening first, there would be so much less problems in our world just because mm-hmm. people yes. would really be thinking, wow. thinking about concerns rather than just reacting with their own personal biases or judgments or whatever. Yeah. So with that being said, as we wrap up here, what are some like final thoughts we each have before we log off for the day? Believe in yourself. Oh, <laughs> well, Michelle, you don't want to go for that. You've already been first today, Matt. Okay. But what, what's your final wrap up thought about being a first gen student, what that means to you? Well, before we start this conversation, I think something that's so hard to do is reading body language on cameras. Like we're just like sitting here, like like looking at each other, like figuring out who's who's trying to talk. And um, I just want the audience to know that we're, we're trying our best. It's very difficult, a lot a lot harder than it looks. Um, I think the anyway, I think the last thing for me is um, just learning about yourself, taking the time to really kind of gauge what you enjoy what you don't enjoy and just giving yourself all these different types of perspectives to really kind of learn and diversify yourself that's so important nowadays and i think you know if there's any first gen listeners out there you're not alone there's so many i mean us three are with you in addition to that there's so many other people that can be in your same boat feeling the same kind of things you feel and even if you're not in law school if you're just like in real life all these kind of things we talk about can be applicable to all types of your life not just law school setting. And I think that's going to be what's really beneficial for you to take away from this is just think about things in another way and just listen first. Mm. Kimber Marie. 
I would, I guess my final thought would just be to keep in mind that, you know, life is full of ups and downs. You know, you may have a bad day, even a bad week, bad month, even maybe a couple months, uh, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It will get better. I mean, it, it is literally just up and down all the time. That is life. Um, and I feel like the sooner you're able to kind of find peace in that and like find things that help you get through the valleys, like those dry seasons, um, the more at peace people will be like the more content people will be in law school. A lot of the time is a very dry season for me. Like it can just feel very lonely, um, and very hard. So finding those things that keep me going through is, has been the most important. And that would be like my biggest piece of advice to any other first gen student is find those people who ground you, find those things that keep you going and just keep your eyes on the prize. Really. We're here for you. You're not alone. Love that. I would say as my last tidbit of advice, believe in yourself the way that your grandmother or any wise elder that inspires you believes in you and think about things in the moment, let yourself grieve over them or be upset at yourself over them for a brief moment and don't let it affect your future endeavors because one assignment is not going to define the type of lawyer you're going to be. I would say third um, let all the background noise be background noise and really know yourself, believe in yourself and know that your perspective is going to be incredibly valuable wherever you go. Mic drop. Yes. Thank you for listening to Law School Crucible, a podcast by future lawyers for future lawyers.